Welcome to the WNCT Podcast Network. Welcome back to the Nine on Your Side Sports Talk Podcast. I'm your host, Courtney Layton. I'm here with WNCT's very own Brandon Tester. We were able to attend ECU Baseball's Media Day on Monday, where they spoke to the media about the upcoming season. I can't believe it's already baseball season. It feels like just yesterday we were out there at the stadium watching the games. Yeah, you're right about that. It seems like just a couple months ago we were having the Greenville Super Regional here, and that was such a competitive series between ECU and Texas. Of course, the expectation of uh, success never dies down here in Greenville. There's always going to be that pressure on Coach Cliff Godwin and the Pirates to go far in the playoffs, and they have another chance to do that this year. Now we're going to hear from head coach Cliff Godwin on his thoughts for the upcoming season. To start with, uh, you know, it's exciting. You know, we get to start full team practice on Friday. We got our banquet on Saturday. You know, you really have about three weeks to to play one another and get ready for our first game. So our guys are fired up. Um, they've done a really good job. Uh, this has been a good of a team as far as showing up and going about their business the right way. Um, it, it's been really refreshing as a head coach when your assistant coaches and your players, man, they're just showing up each and every day with a ton of intent and energy and executing what we ever throw at them. And it's been really nice to see. Saw our guys once they decided to play as one unit, did a really good job. And that was the, the fun part. You know, the 20-game winning streak, you know, a lot of people will call and say, hey, what, what did you say to them? And I said, I didn't say anything to them. I just got stepped step back and got out of the way and let them play baseball. And, and that was really fun to be a part of. Well, seeing Parker Bird come to the facility and just, uh, you know, with a smile on his face and him being at practice when he can, when he doesn't have PT and stuff, I mean, if that doesn't, you know, put things into perspective, then I don't know if you've got a pulse. So that's been, you know, awesome. I mean, he makes me better. He makes our team better. Um, obviously, it was a very tragic moment. But I tell you what, of, of all the people it could ever happen to, he's taken and ran in a very positive way. And he's not just affecting our team, he's affecting people all around the country in a positive way. I wouldn't bet against him. I tell people all the time, you know, people say, hey, is he going to bet? I say, I wouldn't bet against him. I just see the way he works and the attitude he has. Traditionalist, I don't like having openers, but last year we had to do what was necessary to give our team a chance to win. And I think, um, not to give myself credit is, but we just talked to the pitchers last year about everybody being a closer. And if you can just go out there and throw one inning, then we'll give the ball to somebody else. And it allowed our guys to have confidence and really uh, a selfless attitude. And they didn't really care when they pitched. They knew that a lot of them, if they were healthy, they were going to have a chance to, to go out there and pitch. So, but yes, I mean, in a, in a perfect world, you'd like to put out a Friday, Saturday, Sunday starting rotation. He's a very unique individual in a positive way. Um, I, I don't know if I've met anyone like Jacob Jenkins Cowart. Uh, he puts a smile on my face. He's an energy giver. Uh, he makes our team better, even if he's not doing anything at the plate offensively. He is a fiery, emotional guy, which I, I like. I mean, I like guys that mean something to him. Now we're going to hear from assistant coach Jeff Palumbo and pitching coach Austin Knight. Yeah, I mean, I think in terms of their willingness to work and improve, um, 
it's been it's been great. I mean, they're just they're, they're all all awesome kids, and you know, I've really uh, of course we took some time right in the fall, early part of the fall, to figure out what you know what their strengths are and what their weaknesses are. And obviously, as you get out and recruit them, you you feel like you have a pretty good idea of it. But until you get a chance to work with them every day. Um, you know, and then you see it, you, you figure it out. So really took some time after the fall to uh, get with some of those guys one-on-one that are maybe new to the program and just kind of go to go to work with what they needed to do, we felt like. So it's interesting. They're all different. You know, all those guys out there that are working, they're all very different uh, in terms of some of the, what their strengths and weaknesses are. So it's just about identifying them. But they've, they've, they've done a great job. You know, they've done a great job taking the information, going to work and, and uh, really over that three week, four week stretch of December, um, they have to do it on their own, you know, so you kind of give them that blueprint for what they need to work on and they've come back. Uh, but you, you, once you get, you all get a chance to meet all those guys, you'll, you'll see they're really, uh, really, really neat kids. And um, they're, 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 they're uh, just going to work every single day and they're, they're, um, you know, their interactions with each other, right? They're out there competing, and it's one of those jobs that's, you know, doesn't, you know, Zach being out there or Ryder being gone, those those situations, they know it's open, you know, and they're competing every day, but going about it in, in, in the right way and being good teammates at the same time. So it's been fun to work with all of them and a um, long time between now and opening day, obviously. Maybe a little bit more relevant than some others, the way Coach, you know, uses the bench and really, you know, whether it's a, a, a late substitution defensively in the outfield or a, a pinch runner going the game. I mean, it, you don't have to be in this program real long to realize I better be prepared and I better be ready. You know, I, I think in all reality, I mean, it starts with Coach, and Coach does a great job of just laying the, uh, the, the foundation and the expectations of the program. And, and I think our older guys really help with that. You know, our older guys and this group as a whole, you know, just my personal opinion, I, I would say the, the 2017 group, you know, I really, really enjoyed coaching. Um, they just went about their work in a certain way. And, you know, I've, I've told a lot of people, I feel this group has a lot of similarities in, in the way that they're approaching, um, you know, excuse me, the 18 group and the way they're approaching their um, the work, right? We had the tough year in, in 17 and that 18 group just kind of went about their, their business, um, in a, a really mature way. Um, and I feel this group has done the same thing, but I think it starts with coach and then it kind of works its way down to some of those older guys, you know, and you look at this core group of older players that have been in the program, the Hoovers, the Spiveys, the Sailors, you know, they've just been around the program long enough to understand that when you go about things in the right manner and you treat people with respect and you go about in a selfless way, it's going to filter down to the rest of the team. So although, you know, with the NIL and, and those those guys coming in through the transfer portal, I think it's still, still at least within our program where those guys come in and they realize pretty quickly this is how it's going to go here, you know, and it's been this way for a long time. And the results have been pretty darn consistent and pretty darn successful. So not going to change, you know, and obviously that comes from coach, but that's not going to change. So either they're going to conform to how we go about things and how we do things, or it's going to be, you're going to kind of be working uphill a little bit on trying to get out there on the field and, and, um, you know, get the opportunity to, uh, to help us. So, you know, like I, that's, that's culture, right? You know, that's really what culture is. And, and, um, you know, I'm sure coach, you guys, coaches talked about that a lot. That's why we feel like we've had such consistent success. Yeah, that's, that's a, uh, has a lot of, a lot of layers to it, but, um, you know, number one, it's, it's this place, you know, it's, it's everything about what we do, right? You know, when, when you talk about college baseball and you talk about, 
you know, um, just the opportunity to to do it every single day and what we put into it. And then you have a fan base that's as passionate about the fan base here and what they put into college baseball. You know, that is, you know, for myself and my family, um, we're, you know, year, year nine, and I'm just as excited about what we're doing here as I was in, in, in year one. And um, so it's just something, you, you know, y'all, y'all have been here and you realize how passionate this fan base is. It, it's, it's really exciting to be a part of that. This technology is interesting. But now we have watches where basically I have a calculator in my hand. I just type in the number and it goes straight to the, all the watches, to all the players on the field. And so, yeah, it's taken away all of the uh, sign stealing. Now, of course, we still have to do a good job of, of pitchers concealing pitches and the catcher's doing a good job of uh, not giving location and different things like that. But, man, it, you know, for practice, it, it's simplified things a lot because we don't have to work through night signs. We don't have to work through uh, all the different sign sets. They just, you know, have the calculator and it goes into their into their watch and boom, let's, let's roll from there. So uh, it's made pitching coaches' jobs a lot easier. We will not have a, a set closer. I think, you, you know, in, in this day and age in college baseball, you hope you have a couple of guys that can go finish a game for you. Um, and the way that we've always done our, our pitching and our relievers is, man, when the, when the opportunity comes up, you don't know when you're going to win or lose a baseball game. Um, it can be in the fourth inning where you give up a three or four spot. It can be in the sixth inning. It can be in the ninth inning, you know. And, yes, those outs are tough to get at the end. And sometimes it's, you know, you saw with Sailor and Spivey and guys like that where they come in in the seventh inning and they finish the game, you know. And you hope to have an opportunity where it's not just one set guy who goes and pitches the ninth inning every single time because, I mean, if that's the guy you're choosing, then he's probably pretty good and he may be needed in the sixth inning, you know. And so it's more, uh, it's more about who's right for the situation, who's right for the matchup. Uh, and of course, you know we're going to bring our, qual- our most quality arm out of the bullpen for those situations. Coach Palumbo actually said that this team reminds him of the 2018 team who posted a 44 and 18 record in the AAC championship in Clearwater, Florida. I was actually at that game, and it was that whole tournament was was wild, and they definitely had a comeback after losing a game, I believe, to Houston. And so, winning that championship, it was an exciting game. Yeah, it was just one of many successful seasons ECU's had um, recently. And, you know, just going off of that, um, during media day, Coach Palumbo talked a lot about, you know, his loyalty to the program and how that kind of helps shape the culture here in Greenville. Um, Carter Spivey kind of talked about that a little bit, too, about how um, even, you know, for the first few seasons he struggled so much. And he wasn't sure that, you know, he might be around um, any longer after that. But... um, Coach Godwin convinced him otherwise, and um, Palumbo said something similar. He said, uh, you know, he's there's just a lot of buy-in to the culture here at ECU, mm-hmm. um, and that kind of helps them be successful, be successful year in and year out, as he talked about with the 2018 team and how they've been able to build on that and uh, establish a good uh, track record. Yeah, and what do you think keeps people in Greenville? Like, the, do you think it's like the culture, the fans being there? Because we were in the top 20 for fans at the baseball stadium this year, which is hard to believe. And I know I was at a few games, and it, it sounds like a football game. When somebody is out there hitting a home run or, or striking somebody out, it sounds like you're in Dowdy Ficklin. Their ECU baseball fans are wild in the best way. Yeah, yeah. Uh, as you said, the atmosphere here is really unmatched, and you saw that, you know, especially when you get to the playoffs and the Super Regionals and whatnot. These fans really show out. Um, I remember uh, Jacob Jenkins Cowart was talking about how that was one of the factors that drove him to choose ECU was mm-hmm. playing in front of thousands of fans, and mm-hmm. he has the opportunity to do that. 
night in and night out. So it really is a special atmosphere. Mm -hmm. um, but beyond that, you know, I think, as I mentioned before, the coaches have really just established a good culture, good buy-in from everyone, including the fans, the players, the families. Mm -hmm. um, and you could tell um, just how strong a community is. I think in the past year, especially with the Parker Bird incident and things like that, you kind of saw how tight-knit everyone is, mm -hmm. how much uh, the coaches care for these players, how much the players care for each other. Mm -hmm. And I think that goes a long way towards um, you know, helping them power through uh, the season because it's, you know, we saw last year they started out slow, but they still powered through and made it all the way to the Super Regionals, hosted a Super Regional, yeah. and that has a lot to do with their culture. When they got swept by Bryant. It was in the very beginning of the season. Yeah, swept so by Bryant. And, I mean, to come back from that has a lot to do with the coaching staff. The players, like you said, buying in to the culture because that's important. And how important is it for recruits to come and, and see that? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's... You know, the season's, you know, it's a long season, and you know that from playing college softball as yeah. well. And so you can't really take a whole lot from the first few games. But, of course, it was, you know, when you when you have such an expectation of, you know, dominance and of going far in the postseason, you know, getting swept by a team like Bryant may catch you off guard a little bit. Yeah. Um, but, you know, you can tell these kids really see the big picture. I mean, you don't want to necessarily be playing your best baseball in the first few weeks of the season anyway it's, right it's not going to happen um and they really kind of you know bought into that process um but like you said i think the recruits notice that they notice kind of the family atmosphere and um again it all comes together you get a chance to play in front of thousands of people who are really kind of part of the team mm -hmm. with you and they're there with you every step of the way. Mm -hmm. And I know like you had mentioned playing softball at ECU being a collegiate athlete, you were with these people every single day, mm -hmm. day in, day out, practice, 6 a.m. lift. And it's like the, and then your roommates with most of them, you never leave each other's side. And it's like, it can be annoying sometimes. And I know it's the same for, for guys. Carter Spivey had mentioned in the bullpen, sometimes they argue back and forth or they go back and forth. And I think it's important to have that healthy bond, but also healthy little like competition against each other. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, especially you talk about pitchers and things like that. I mean, there's so many ups and downs you go through throughout the year. Um, you know, Carter Spivey knows a lot about that. You get guys, returners like Trey Savage, especially know things like that, going mm -hmm. through the ups and downs. And, um, you know, it seems like you have stretches where guys will make several appearances in a given week and stretches where they won't see the field for a month while they work right. through some stuff. So that connection with their teammates and their coaches you know, you imagine really helps a lot, helps keep their confidence up no matter what. Do you think it's a good idea to have closer, like designated closers? I know they touched on that on media day and I, I don't remember if they said that. I, I believe that they don't have designated closers and I don't really think it's a good idea because your clo your opener might be hurt, your closer needs to come in and they're all they're used to is closing, like closing the game. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, they talk so much just in general about how the game of baseball is changing and, you know, you talk concepts like openers and multiple closers, you probably wouldn't be using those terms much, you know, several years ago. Um, you know, but pitching coach Austin Knight, he talked about how they want to have several guys who they can count on to come mm -hmm. close the door. And I think that's a pretty strong approach to it, especially at the college level. Um, you know, you don't necessarily 
need to have, you know, your Mariana Rivera to come in right. every single night and right. shut the door. You need to have guys who can, especially over the, you know, we talked about how the season's so long and wears down on guys. You need to have guys who can take on that role and come yeah. in with confidence. And the NCAA recently came out with that rule where you can't have props. They can't do the cone on their head anymore or anything like that. And I'm not sure I understand that because that's part of what, what makes ECU baseball ECU baseball. I know other teams have talked about on Twitter and social media about, about that and how they envy it or they hate it. There's no in-between. They either want to take it home and do that or they're like, get back in the dark. I hate everything you're doing. Usually because they're mad. And that's fair. But they're taking away that rule. And, and I don't necessarily know that I agree with that. Yeah, but the thing is, you know at EC, you know, you know they'll find a way to make it their own and keep the crowd involved because that's such a big thing there at Clark O'Hare Stadium. Have you been to a baseball game recently? Yes, I have. And, um, you know, there's really... College-wise, there's nothing like being here in, in Greenville for those games. I tell people all the time, they hear all about it. I mean, ECU yeah. ranks, I think we found out they ranked in the top um, 20 nationally for attendance last year, both total and average. And, you know, you talk a lot about, you hear a lot about the jungle and things like that. Yeah. They got so much attention, um, especially during a super regional last year. But you, you don't really realize how invested those fans are in this team until you actually attend a game. And if you don't get to the jungle early enough, you're not getting out there. Right. It's not happening. You're not going to be able to stand out there. And that's so important. And it's with football teams, it's on a Saturday. People are off work. People don't have class. A lot of people are going to come. But it's just, on a baseball game, on a Wednesday at 4 o'clock, it's the same thing. Just packed. And it, and it blows my mind how these people will make time to get out there. It, it's baffling. And Greenville really is special. Yeah, it is. Yeah, there's, like I said, there's just so much buy-in. And, you know, regardless of what happens, you know, you could have rainouts, lightning, thunder, whatever you want. These fans will stick around for anything. They really do love their Pirates, and I think that makes a tremendous difference for the program, and the kids really feed off that energy. Mm -hmm. um, you know, it was, it was a difficult ending last season, uh, but I think the just the way that, you know, the – Pirate Nation kind of handled that and kind of stayed behind their kids. It, mm -hmm. it says a lot about the fan base here. When you talk about the difficult ending, it wasn't. It was a difficult ending in more ways than one. Obviously, we lost. The second reason I was there, I had to stay there until one one thirty in the morning because it rained for hours. Just rain, 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 and it would not stop. And I remember. 10, 30, 11 comes around, and I'm like, okay, they got to be done. They're just going to call the game. We'll start it another day. Nope. Just sat there and then it, it was it turned cold and it's June and there were when I got up there there were still so many people and it, it just it's raining pouring rain it's one o'clock in the morning stands are still full even when we went down big games winding down eighth inning ninth inning obviously we're gonna lose so many fans were there and it and I think part of it is the seniors they love to send the seniors off in the best way if they're not going to make it to Omaha, which ECU fans, as far as Omaha is from Greenville, they're going to go. So even though they didn't get to go, and, and every year we talk about Omaha and the buy-in, and it will happen eventually, whether it's this year or not. It's coming, and it's coming soon. But the, the amount of people that were there after the rain and the amount of people that will travel to Omaha and talk about Omaha all year is, is amazing and something to be proud of as a baseball player because... This wouldn't be happening if it wasn't for them and the way that they practice on the field. 
the the way that they practice on the field and work so hard and mm-hmm. head coach Cliff Godwin makes them buy in and makes the whole team buy in and honestly the social media the marketing is really important you wouldn't have all these fans there so you really have to applaud these kids and this head coach and the assistant coaches for getting the fans out there mm-hmm. yeah, and coach Godwin said before that you know he's not really worried about the whole getting to Omaha thing he says he's more focused on developing these kids and the mm-hmm. young men and you understand that but you could tell it really means a whole lot to these kids they really want to make it uh you know to have that accomplishment and they've gotten so close they got so close last year um of course once you get to that point in the postseason you know it's it's tough i mean texas is a you know well-accomplished baseball program so is ecu and and it's uh when you get to that point it's either going to end really well or you know it's going to be a really sour taste Um, but i think they showed you know I think that was a good experience, you know, as always, especially for the guys coming back this year. Um, you know, coaches always say, you know, it helps you, f- you remember that, you remember how you do not want to feel at the end of the right. year. Right, like you said, you. sour taste, yeah. and it sucks, and you're just waiting for the next game. You're sitting there waiting, mm-hmm. and you can't wait, and now it's here. Yeah. So it's it's super exciting for them, and and I know that they, they've sat there for almost a year now, just mm-hmm. just waiting just waiting to play and waiting to bring it back on the field so it is super exciting like you had mentioned and i know that with recruits and how the buy-in is super exciting i know my opinion on nil do you have any opinion on nil and the huge transfer portal and and yeah that's changing it's changed so much about the game and um you know it's funny during media day reporters were asking you know coach godwin um you know about what he what he sees in terms of you know the conference schedule and things like that going forward and then you know a lot of that you just don't know at this point anyway but especially so when kids are coming and going through the portal all the mm-hmm. time you don't really know um you know even when i'm looking now you know putting articles together and you kind of realize, I didn't know that kid went there or transferred yeah. there, or yeah. you know, where'd he go? Right. Um, so there's so much movement going on. Um, but, you know, it's a new reality. I think teams are still learning how to kind of adapt to it, how to make it work to their advantage. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, NIL is a totally different beast, you know, yeah. with having to. Um, get everyone involved with that and you know make sure you're kind of staying ahead of the curve you know mm-hmm. especially uh, you know you noticed um especially with like interconference stuff you right. know you, you have to imagine the these schools are paying attention to their closest competitors you know making sure you know you don't want to lose a recruit because he's just you know getting a ton of money elsewhere right. he's getting you know more opportunities like that you want to take make sure you have everything in place to um you know bring them in mm-hmm. ecu baseball gets a lot of people to the next level mm-hmm. i mean they get a lot of kids come out of there whether they're drafted early or not mm-hmm. bryson world finished his career here and went on to play in the big leagues and he's getting up there and a lot of players are getting up there now and that's really important for recruits to see look at all these players that are coming out and going to the big leagues because that's what i'm not going to speak on every kid but that's what they want they want to eventually if, if you're a baseball player eventually you want to make it to the big leagues and you get to see all these players from ECU move up. And I think that's really important for recruits to see. Yeah, definitely. And Coach touched on that during media day, too. And um, like you said, it's, you know, uh, 
you know, especially when coaches are making their recruiting pitches, that's what they talk about. We'll do everything we can to get you to that next level. And, mm-hmm. um, nothing demonstrates that more than it actually happening with guys like Burleson and so many other mm-hmm. Pirates who've gone on um, to play at the next level. Now we're going to hear from the reigning AAC Pitcher of the Year, Carter Spivey and Jacob Jenkins Cowart. Uh, preseason awards don't mean anything. Um, it's, it's cool, you know, it's something I can, you know, hang my hat on, I guess, a little bit. But at the end of the day, you don't win games based off preseason awards. You still got to go out there and play. And um, you don't play games for preseason awards. You play to win. But yeah, there's definitely no mindset change. It's still the same, going out there, do my job, give my team a chance to win. But um, the only difference is it's more of, I guess, you get like a week in between, you know, outings. Um, you get kind of like a set routine. Being a reliever, you're thrown into the fire whenever you need it. Um, but like I said, I mean, it's, it's all about winning games. I don't really care what I do. Um, before I do anything else, I'm hammering uh, glove side fastballs because that's, in my opinion, the weakest part of my game. Um, and the best way to, to shore up any weaknesses is to work on it. So before I do anything else, I hammer them, uh, probably five, seven uh, glove side fastballs, and then from there kind of move it on and just kind of working on things. <laughs> I mean, it's, this place is special, you know. Um, and this is actually credit to Coach G. Uh, um, there, there's a good chance I probably couldn't have been here last year um, based on how the first three years of my career went. And uh, he took a chance, let me stay, and I feel like it would be wrong of me to leave, you know, just when things got good. It's not, it's not who I am as a person. Um, you know, I, I honor my commitment to this place. So there were times when I wanted to leave, um, when things were getting hard. and. They told me, you know, hard work. You know, it, at the end of the day, you're not going to regret working hard and sticking it out because when it finally does click for you and you finally you get success, you know, it's 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 going to be really sweet. And you're going to cherish it forever, and I mean, that's you can't argue with it. You know, it's pretty awesome, pretty cool. Awards aren't handed out in the preseason, so just doing everything we can to get ready to go. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, we have Star Stop Continues every every Monday, so just about every every Monday I put continue, doing everything I can to make sure everybody's ready to go and keep pushing everybody to get ready. Speed was a big thing for me, speed and then uh, really arm accuracy in the outfield because uh, last year <laughs> there wasn't really a lot of trust with me throwing the ball all over the place, but really tried to, we worked on a lot of arm action stuff and uh, really making sure I'm not, you know, running the ball all over the place and then really trying to get faster, pick up some more stolen bases this year, a lot of more range in the outfield. Yeah, my first pinch hit appearance uh, Friday night to open the year last year. Scary. Because uh, uh, it, it was a pitching change, right, and I'm standing there beside the plate, like, you know, it took a minute for the pitching change, but it felt like an hour. I'm just looking around, where's my mom, you know, stuff like that. but. Yeah, it's it's exciting. It really you really feel like you're playing with more than just your teammates. You know, you got the crowd behind you. It's their part of the game, definitely. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, the the birdhouse, the traffic cone, the sledgehammer. Those are all cool, but uh, it's not really a big deal to us. Uh, we can do some imaginary celebrations, stuff like that. You know, we were that close. You know, I mean, I know we didn't, but some people out there probably started counting down outs. Um, but it, it hurt a lot last year. I mean, there were a lot of crucial plays that could have gone either way, but 
it's really a, now that we know that we're that caliber of team, we know we can do this. It's just about beating that door down. Now we're going to hear from Garrett Saylor, Josh Moylan, Lane Hoover, and Alec Makarevich. Yeah, that was that was really cool last year. I mean, it was uh, it was hard, definitely, but uh, we stuck together. Um, trust the process. Uh, yeah, it gives us confidence going through this year, but we're we're not like focused on anything that happened last year. This is a whole different team now. Um, a lot of veteran guys on the team, but uh, we're looking forward to this season. I think my aha moment was at the first of the year. Uh, I mean, I, I go out there and I'm a starter and like, I'm not doing what, what I needed to do, what I prepared to do. And um, I got put back in the role that I've been in since freshman year, that reliever role. And um, it was like I, I, I had a good spurt and then I'd have a bad spurt. But, but after that, that one bad spurt towards the end of the year, um, I just went out there and I'm just focused on me, focused on getting out. Uh, trying to stay on the field for as the minimum as possible, so that was that was my plan going out there. I mean, as a pitcher, you're not going to go out there and have all your best stuff. Like you might, but um, I think this year it's just. I mean, I'm gonna I'm gonna focus on what I have that day, uh, and if that's I, if I have my sinker that day and I don't and I'm not in control of the slider, we'll focus more on the sinker. But I, I think it's just about. Uh, what I do in, in my catch play every day, what I what I do before games to get ready for that. So definitely JC. I don't know, Hoover's pretty tough too because it's, it's hard to get that guy out. Um, but J, JC's is probably, probably the main one that, that's toughest to get out. Yeah, I mean, obviously I think, you know, starting the season the way we did, it's a huge learning experience because we don't want to go out and do the same thing this year. And we all know that. And we know the steps it takes now to make sure we don't do that. Like last season, before the season, you know, we were just looking forward to the season and not really focused as much on practice each and every day. And this year especially, I mean, every day, I mean, coaches said it, we're stacking up days and it's it's been good this year as far as fall leading into now. So I think just having that experience was great for all of us, honestly, because now we know what we need to do to make sure it doesn't happen again. Uh, yeah, the biggest thing for me was just working on the mental side of the game. I mean, I worked with a sports site guy, his name's Nick, uh, the Tactical Mind is his company. I worked with him all summer and this past fall, and I, I think that was the biggest thing for me was to get that right. Because obviously baseball will take care of itself, but getting that side of the game right is going to make that a little easier. Yeah, it was a, a big change of perspective. You know, seeing things is not like obviously you have a strikeout, not seeing it as the end of the world, because obviously it happens in baseball. But to be able to move on from that, go back out and just take care of business was kind of the biggest thing, just changing that mindset of, of, all right, look forward to the next opportunity instead of worrying about what just happened. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's every day as far as working on it. I mean, obviously, hitting is, is still worked on every day and a good amount, but defense, especially working with Coach Palumbo, it's, it's been a focal point as far as footwork stuff over there, just making sure my footwork's dialed in. Because fielding ground balls, it's, it's the same as it was when I was 13, just going out and fielding ground balls. But the footwork needs to evolve, and it has as working with Coach P because the game's only going to get faster from here. So if we can keep working on those things, it's it's going to help. But defensively, yeah, it's definitely improved. Yeah, I mean, that's the biggest thing for me is it's it's a game I've always loved to play and still love to play. And to be able to go out and just have fun is kind of the biggest thing, not seeing it as my job or seeing it as, all right, I, I'm here we go another day of, of playing baseball. But to go out and enjoy the time I'm spending with the guys and to be able to just go out and, and play a kid's game is honestly the biggest thing. Yeah, I would say the biggest thing is don't take anyone lightly. Um, especially, you know, first weekend, 
And I don't think we did. I mean, they just were simply the better team that weekend, opening weekend. But really just be ready to go from the very first pitch for offense and defense. I would say that, I mean, practice is just practice with – I practice with him every day in BP. And, you know, I think our communication is very good. And, um, you know, we're just going to keep on practicing that. And um, Bryson was great last year. He was a man. But, you know, JC, JC is very good. He's outgoing, outspoken, and he's very loud. So I feel like our communication would be, you know, pretty good just as well as it was with Bryson last year. All of them are competitors, and you know, they're they're really going to help us out this year. And it don't I really don't think it it don't matter who you're going to put out in there out in the outfield. Um, we're always going to compete, and you know, we're going to help encourage each other, and we're not going to, you know, put each other down. So we really don't care who's out there, um, as long as we win the game. A lot of the um, the freshman infielders have been asking me a lot of questions, so I just kind of give them the knowledge I've I've got and. Uh, I've gotten a lot from Agnos too as well, so I just kind of try to pass it to, along to all of them. Um, yeah, Coach P does a good job at kind of moving everybody around, keeping us ready for like every situation that we're in. So I'm prepared to do whatever needs to be done. Um, just kind of keep that passion. Like we had a lot of passion last year. We have a lot this year. Having a uh, having Parker Bird come by the field, like looking at him, the way he goes about it, that kind of shows us that like we can do anything. So it's special. Yeah, I mean, we're really excited. Um, you can tell, like, the energy has been up. Like, the last couple of practices we had have been probably the most fun. Coach G talked about it, that, like, this team has been having the most fun that he's seen in a while. So, yeah, we're definitely ready to go.